Hey, marketing executives. Ever thought of a revamp in your B2B designs? Dreamt of launching your own company podcast? Choose Stories Bureau. We master in innovative branding, compelling videos, and podcast production. Don't just market, tell your story. Let's get started at storiesbureau.com. Hey everyone, we're so glad you're here. I'm Elisa Monjadas. I'm a marketing leader and executive coach. I'm Courtney Copeland, and I'm an accountability and wellness coach. And I'm Dr. Mirari Simeon, an activator of talent, HR executive, author, and working mom. If you're anything like the successful multicultural women we interview on the What Rules podcast, you've learned that you can't do it alone. And we teach women like yourself to outsmart the game to get ahead in your career. We're really talking about those rules that we grew up with as women and expectations that have been placed on us. Our mission is to change the face of leadership at What Rules Podcast. As you listen to our talented guests, take note and take action. Go ahead, go and break those rules. Okay, so I got to bring you all up to speed because we always talk about work-life balance and how for some seasons, some things have to give. So here's the new thing in my life. My kids went back to school and they went back to a four-day school week. Four days? Four days. Like, I guess I did know that. I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> and we were... So wait, are they off school today? Like on Friday? They are off school Every today. Every Friday for the rest of your life. <laughs> Every Friday for, the, for as long as they're at least in this school. Whoa. So there are some things that I've already started to give up today. Like, for example, I had some meetings scheduled and I forgot that I had scheduled a piano lesson for them because I was trying to keep them busy. And I'm in this meeting and I'm like, okay, this is not going to work <laughs> because you can just hear everything. So I don't know about any of you, but for me right now, I'm having to balance. And honestly, this is like live. I don't even have the answer. Having to balance <laughs> How do I manage my Fridays with the kids at home? So I don't know, if Wendy, if you have anything that you can share, how you handle maybe just the different seasons in your life when it comes to work-life balance. And the same thing for you, Elisa and Courtney, like, what's going on? Help me out <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> um, to me, it's like work-life bland. My home is my office. My office is my home, right? Our company's based out of Austin and I'm a remote employee. Every time I'm in the room, if I close my door, my kids know, okay, mom, it's serious at work. Don't go interrupt her unless something, it's like the fire is burning the house. Then go call her out. <laughs> so we've established a rules that allows me to have my own space so that I can focus but to balance it out, there are certain time of the day when I'm just with the kids. My daughter also plays piano. Wednesday night, I have yeah. to take myself out of the work to go to the piano lesson with her. That's my commitment to her. Those are the moments when you just have to choose that you're going to be dedicated to them and have the focus on them. And the other thing I've learned many many years along the way is there are certain things you just have to compromise. You're not going to be great or perfect at every single thing, 
at work at home. So sometimes I choose to have a messy home so I can spend the time with the kids versus doing all the chores, cleaning up the, you know, certain things. You just, yes. you may not be very proud of if you have a friend knocking on the door, stepping in, you see a messy house, right? But you're like, okay, instead of cleaning the house, I'm spending more time with the kids doing other things. So I've figured out it's giving myself the permission to say what I'm going to just suck at and I'll accept that as a fact <laughs> and ask for permission, right? Whenever I have friends over and my house is a mess, I'm like, look, you are a true friend. You are now in the inner circle because if we weren't close, I would have like spent hours cleaning for you. But because you are who you are, welcome. This is the way I live. There you go. How about you, Courtney? How do you manage your work life? Well, it's funny because I don't have kids yet, but I definitely want to be a mom one day. And I'm pretty particular about my space, like how I keep things. I'm very orderly. Like I like, I will clean like every day. And <laughs> that will change. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so, and that's why I'm bringing it up is because so many of my mom friends are like, you know, you're going to have to let this go, right? And I'm just going to be in denial until. I have a little human who's just destroying everything and then I'll surrender. But I love hearing y'all say this because it's like, just learn to let go. <laughs> I learned this actually from a, a very senior mentor for myself many years ago. She said this. She's a board member on lots of big companies, right? And she said this. I used to go to the gym in the morning and I'll walk into business meetings and I'll tell people why, because I choose the time to, you know, go to the gym in the morning, but I don't have time to dry my hair, put on the makeup, be in the perfect face in front of all of you. You just have to accept it. Right. And by establishing that protocol with people, people get it, people understand it and people accept it. Yes. Yeah. More than we realize, I think we feel like we have to put this, you know, certain veil over our lives. But then the more raw you are, people are like, oh, me too, because everyone has their thing. I think it like comes back to our theme for today, knowing what you want, because when you know what you want, like, Wendy, if you're like, I'm going to prioritize spending time with my children, but I'm going to sacrifice these other things, it's because you know what you want. You know what's important to you. And, you know, Medadi, you're in the middle of, you're like, I know what I want. I don't want you home. <laughs> <laughs> I need to now figure out how to get you busy without mommy having to be there. Well, with that, welcome to the What Rules podcast. We have a special guest today, Wendy Wu. Tell me all about you. What are all the hats you wear? Who are you? Hi, everyone. Wendy Wu, Chief Marketing Officer of SailPoint. We're a company based out of Austin, Texas. I am sitting in my home office in California. I originally grew up in Shanghai, China. And I still call their home because my parents are still there today. And I'm here with my family, um, have two kids, school-age kids, and, you know, enjoy the, the life in California. I'm super intrigued by your definition of work-life balance. And I just want to give you a shout out to say, like, the way you manage your home and your family and yourself and your career, like, that is a rule 
that you're breaking. Because a lot of people assume you need to have it together and that's a rule. So what are those unique rules that you're setting for yourself that work for you? I think it comes down to what you really want to achieve, what matters most. And once you realize what is the thing that matters most to you and to your life and to the people surrounding you, then a lot of things become easy. For me, what matters most is be happy and healthy and be valuable to everyone around you and to the society. There is so many ways to define happiness. What is happy, right? To me, as simple as a family getting together and be supportive of each other, each one is able to you know, have their own passion and be able to pursue their passion, doing the things that matter to them. But also, what is our value to the society we are in? I think that is our definition of happiness. So our life, it's quite simple, right? I'm a working mom. My husband runs a startup business and we have two school age kids. So we're just trying to help the kids really understand what is the most important thing in their life at this stage is to be a good kid, be kind, and also do your best in whatever you do at school, the extracurriculum activities or the sports you're in or the project you're on, give your best effort, right? And then by bringing that part, hopefully you'll build strong relationship with all the people surrounding you, with your friends, with the teachers, because people appreciate the value you bring in. And that in return will make you a happy person feeling accomplished. So to me, it's the same philosophy at work, always give my best. Do you feel like that's something you need to talk to your family about as well? The good thing for me is me and my husband, we talk a lot and we're always on the same page about what is the value we appreciate. And that makes it very easy for us to be on the same page when we educate our kids. Being in the Bay Area, the competition is so high. There are so many high achieving families around. The peer pressure is super high. So how do we not get lost in the whole midst of this, right? It's quite tricky. So we're trying to help the kids see clearly what is our expectation on them. We say, you know, we'll provide a support for you to pursue the passion you have. Let's say if you want to play piano, if you want to play certain sport, we'll create an opportunity for you. But our expectation is whatever decision you make, we want to see through it. We want to see your effort and your best effort in doing that. So like sometimes the kids want to take easy way out. I mean, kids being kids, right? That's sort of natural. But our job is to put that sense of ownership in them so that they can stick to what they choose and see through the outcome. It's not like pick something, drop something. Obviously, there are times they have to change direction and that is okay. Mm -hmm. But that's not without you putting a best effort first. Thank you for sharing that because family is just so important when it comes to figuring out your career and even knowing what you want to do in your career. So can you share with us what rule you've broken to get ahead in your career? Yeah, I'll give you the story. I graduated from Duke University I got into Microsoft. I was very happy thinking, oh, I'm going to join the education marketing team and be a marketing manager there. One week before I started the job, I got a call from a guy. He said, hey, I'm your new boss. Your hiring manager is no longer here and your role was eliminated. I'm well, like, what? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so does that mean I don't have the job or I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing when I join a company? He said, fortunately, you're still going to be joining us, but I don't have a role for you. 
So mm. that actually turned out to be a great thing because this guy, my boss, he was super open-minded and he gave me the freedom to say, what do I want to pursue? And he helped me create it that opportunity based on my experience, my interest. And what I ended up doing was I told him I had experience in doing market research and that is something I see lots of value at to business. And I asked him, do you have a marketing research function on this public sector marketing team? He said, actually, we don't, right? We, we don't have market research support. We rely on corporate function, Microsoft being Microsoft. The function is so big. So actually they got little support. So I was able to become the first market research manager for the public sector team I was on. And that gave me a great ride in establishing the function. I will say the whole experience benefited me so much that I'm still benefiting from it today in my job wow. as a CMO, knowing how to use data to drive business decisions. Every role has a job description, but it does not mean you have to only follow the job description in doing what it tells you to do. Oftentimes, the job description is just tell you the status quo for today. What's the current state or the expectation of this role? It doesn't tell you what's going to be next for you. So always look for opportunity that you can define your own career. Push the boundary or find opportunities to extend yourself into other areas that may set you up for longer term success. What I heard from that was define your own career. Don't let a job description do it for you. It took me so long to figure that out for myself. I stumbled upon marketing and my whole path was me creating jobs for myself in marketing along the way or someone looking at my skill sets and saying, oh, you belong here. And me being like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't exist. And there was a point where I finally realized, oh, we're like co-creating together these marketing positions. That realization gave me so much freedom with anything else I've done. And so now we have this theme on the podcast, create what you want to see. And now I just know that I can every time. <laughs> and you have to be the owner of your own career. Going back to what I was saying earlier, knowing what you want and then be open and look for opportunities. If you're very keen to really develop new skill sets, add new values, you can always find opportunities that no one else is owning today. And you can volunteer, raise your hand, take it, right? Once you prove yourself, then more things will come your way. You naturally build up your skill, build up your experience, which take you from point A to point B, eventually grow your career. Wendy, what would you say to those people who do not know what they want right now? Why did you literally just read my mind? <laughs> <laughs> We've been working together for a while. <laughs> I wrote down that question. I was like, I want to make sure I ask this. So glad you did. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, that's a tricky one, right? Where do you start if you don't know yes. where your passion is? If you're at a relatively early stage, you have the luxury of you have a lot of time and you can experiment. You can just say, okay, I'm going to talk to a bunch of people, talk to people doing different jobs and just learn from each one of them. Hey, what do you enjoy in your job? What's the challenges? What's the value you're going to add? By asking some of those fundamental questions, hopefully you can paint a picture about a different variety jobs. And then maybe you get a sense about, hey, I think I might be better suited for this or that one. And then you can say, okay, maybe I start here, give it a try, 
set your time frame in your mind. I'm going to give it, let's say, 12 months. And while you're going through the 12-month period, hey, do I see myself enjoying this in the next one or two years? If so, maybe let's go deeper. Otherwise, hey, maybe I need to think about what is the other alternative I can experiment and try, right? So these days there are so many different opportunities out, especially in marketing. We have so many different marketing functions, product marketing, demand gen, website, digital marketing, you name it. There are so many different functions. You can literally try one and see how that goes. And if not, then switch to another. I mean, you're literally the best person to speak for that as a CMO. (laughs) So I really appreciate on behalf of anyone looking into going into marketing. I appreciate uh, those because there are so many personalities within each function. Yeah. And there are certain companies, they're very good at, you know, internal talent development, talent retainment, and they facilitate job rotation. I remember at Google and Microsoft where they literally force the college hires to say, in your first two years, you have to try two to three different functions. That way you really get a good sense about what you enjoy most, and then you can decide where you want to stay for longer time. So there are systems put together, but let's say if a company doesn't have the system, it's still going back to you on your own career. You can go talk to your manager, talk to you know the, the other leaders on the team, say, hey, do you have an opening? And oftentimes they make it happen if you push for it. I think that people can really underestimate the power of informational interviews and having those conversations and asking supervisors those questions because it's not necessarily like, hey, I want to check off all these boxes, but bringing the humanness into a job search and discerning your career, just observe how do you feel? Do you smile when you hear certain answers? Do you get excited? It doesn't have to be so intense. It really can just be like, start with what feels good to you. What are you drawn to? You know, I want to keep going into this theme of knowing what you want, because one of the things that I realized early on is I wanted to continue to move up in my career. And at the time, I remember I was offered to leave the town that I grew up in, the family that I was in. So there was a sacrifice from that perspective and a leap of faith that I had to take to leave the comfort of family and friends because I knew what I wanted. So it came with some sacrifices. So is there any examples or maybe you could share with us, Wendy, a time where you had to do that? And what would you say to the people that are thinking about, I know what I want, but it's going to require something different from me. Your example remind me when I left China. It's the same thing, right? I grew up in China, finished college there, but I knew I wanted to pursue higher education in the States. So kind of saying bye to parents and I'm the only child. It's never easy. And still today, you know, I ask myself if I would make a decision again, like clock going back, would I still be making the same decision? I guess it's yes. The answer is still yes, because ultimately that's the way how you see self grow and you are the person you are today because of this whole experience you came through, right? It's never easy. I remember the first couple months when I joined Duke, it was all in tears. Coming from a big city, metropolitan of Shanghai, going to Durham, North Carolina, which is very much the opposite of Shanghai. And no person I know other than the new friends I made at school 
it's just so hard, the culture shock and really adapting on every front. But once you adapt it after the first couple of months, you settled in, you've already made a big progress. You've grown so much. You've gained different experience. And when you look back, right, those are all the valuable experience you've gained that otherwise wouldn't have happened. So I think ultimately it's going back to what's your goal for life if you're feeling you're making progress towards the goal, then okay to make sacrifices. And didn't you like apply for a visa eight times before coming to America? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was quite a pain um, that you just reminded me of. Um, So the story was... Sorry, bring it up. Gosh, do I want to live that again? No, for sure. (laughs) When I was in college, when I finished the second year, I applied to a school here to transfer over and I got a full scholarship. I thought, oh, wow, that's great. I'm going to finally make my American dream happen. But guess what? what? I went to the consulate in Shanghai and they said, sorry, you cannot go. I'm like, why? I got a full scholarship and it's a legit school. Why do you stop me? They said, well, you only have two years left in Shanghai. Why don't you finish your college? And then maybe you can go for graduate school in the States. I did not understand that. And I keep banging my head against it once, twice, three times, all the way till seven, eighth time. And I even went all the way from Shanghai to Beijing. And I thought I might have a better chance at the embassy versus the consulate in Shanghai. I didn't even step in the door of the embassy in Beijing. They said, you live in Shanghai, go back to your home city and apply for the visa there. And by that time, I finished trying Uh. seven, eight times. School has already started. And I still see not even a glimpse of hope. I said, well, maybe I do need to listen to their advice and finish the college in Shanghai. I did that in the end. And then I took their advice and applied for graduate school once I finished college. And then I finally landed myself in the States. Talk about not giving up on knowing when you know what you want. Oh, my God. Exactly what right. What a story. It sounds yeah. like that's like 80% of the battle is just figuring out what you want and then it sounds like the momentum really picks up from there. And I heard not giving up. I mean, eight times and then being denied and applying again after graduate. So yeah, you're like, I'm still going to pursue my dream. It might not be the exact timing that you wanted, but you've made it happen. I remember on my desk back in my home in Shanghai, there is this little thing I put on my desk. It's where there is a will, there is a way. Mm. So that's always been the thing I follow myself all along these years. And look how successful it made you, right? So knowing what you want, not letting the obstacles that get in the way stop you from achieving your dreams. I mean, you can't tell a better story than that. Wendy, is there anything else based on this conversation that you want to make sure our listeners know or anything else that you want to share? Maybe there is one advice I would give to everyone who's going along this journey to grow their career is you're not alone. Ask for help along the way. Just like me, um, when I look at Bath, I've gone through, I have benefited so much from great managers, great mentor, like the manager I mentioned early on. I had other manager who always challenged me, say, What else can you think about? You know, what's the 10x thinking you can bring to the business? The different relationships from those mentors, managers, they really, really helped me 
push the boundary and challenge myself and see through new opportunities one after another. So go seek for help, right? Whether it's uh, someone you don't know well, but you can reach out and ask for advice or someone say, can you be my mentor? I want to get some good advice from you. Or even a peer who have done something successfully say, can you show me how you successfully have done this so that you can learn from all of them? And that along the way will make your job a lot easier because you're going to find some shortcuts you can take, some of the best practices they can share really make you more successful than if you're just battling this all along by yourself. I love that. You know, you made me think of, we always talk about not doing it alone and definitely in your career. And I love what you shared with us. And I think the other thing that I would add, even from my perspective, if you're someone who wants to have kids or already has children, but you still know what you want and you want to continue to grow your career, you don't have to do it alone. It's about building those support systems around you. I remember when we first had our daughter, it was just us. It's just my husband and I. And I remember working with the people just at the church and just meeting people around me and getting close to them just so that we could build a support system. And we were able to make it happen. And now recently, obviously my parents are here, but there is a support system that makes it happen for my husband and I to be successful. So you don't have to do it alone at work or at home. Yeah. And if something that you want is a community or is a support system, you have to take the steps to make it happen. There aren't going to be people like saying, oh, do you need a community? <laughs> Let me be your friend. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. You know, like when I moved here, I'm very social on social media and, it, and I'm like always posting about friends. Those are things I value. And so I've had people say, oh, I don't reach out because you just seem like you already have friends. Like you don't need me anymore. And I'm like, no, like that's, I don't, that's not the reality. I'm not trying to portray something that's not true, but I still live in a city that I don't have family in and I'm alone a lot. So I think what you see is when I finally do something, I'm celebrating it, but there's all the weeks in between that I really need more friends. So please be my friend. <laughs> I'll be your friend. Want more advice on how to break the rules and outsmart the game to advance your career? Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and our website, whatrulespodcast.com for more insight from our guests and hosts and join our community on LinkedIn where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a project of Zara Consulting and is supported by the amazing team at Stories Bureau. This episode was produced by Alexandra Uresta with editing and music supervision by Joshua Ramsey and was engineered and mixed by Tim Ballant. Our podcast cover was designed by Delion Creative. Visit whatrulespodcast.com for more info, upcoming events, and all episodes of What Rules, including video, and make sure to give us a follow. <laughs>